I want to introduce you to our amazing panel today. First and foremost, we have my man, Damian Easter. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Okay, Damian Easter is the young adults pastor at the Jordan. Woo woo. Let's go. Let's go. The Jordan at North Coast Church. We had Chris Brown on, Pastor Chris Brown. This is uh, one of the dopest, and can I say one of the biggest young adults ministries in the country? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, I'm giving yeah. it to you. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. That's it. No. And we got my guy. I've known this man longer than you. Yes. We yes. have Mr. Andrew Pofer in the house. What's happening? Man. Dude, I'm a big fan. I saw on the chat there someone doing dishes right now while watching. That's what I do with this show, too. Do you so really? Thank you for you dishes? getting well, me through my chores. You're here. You keep me sane during, I'm, I'm during all the side work. And you're not doing chores right now, but you're here. <laughs> Andrew Pofer leads worship at the Jordan. Yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of issues happening with young adults. Yes, there's sir. um I feel like adolescence keeps being pushed out. I was at a church and their young adults ministry was 18 to 30. Okay. The church will remain nameless to protect the innocent. Uh, but there, there's this the adolescence getting pushed out. There's a higher financial burden in terms of just living in most places, but specifically Southern California. Yeah. There's a lot of this stuff that's on the internet, the hyper uh, materialistic version that we're seeing kind of preached on men. We're seeing a, a lot of body positivity, sex positivity, hookup culture, just so many different directions. So I want to get into some of that with you guys and what you guys are doing on the front line. What are, in terms of where you guys are watching and in, in, in from the vantage point of, of leading, what would you guys say are some of the biggest issues that has young adults in crisis in this climate that maybe is a little different than when we were growing up, you know, cause we're all approximately about the same age. I'm 38. Yeah. You're a little older I'm than 41. me. You're yeah. 41, <clears throat> 40. Yeah. So you guys, we're all about approximately the same age. I'll be 39 this year. Yeah. What are some challenges that you guys are seeing dealing, pastoring, counseling young adults that are different than the issues we grew up with? Oh man. I would say the, one of the big thing is the idea of like being a part of a community that is, on like a social media community mm -hmm. when you really don't have like that real community mm -hmm. that's face to face mm -hmm. that those people that are with you talking with you i mean you know back in the day i'm i'm a little older but like there was a time when you knew whose house everybody was at because the bikes were in the front <laughs> of mm -hmm. this person's yard you yep. know what i'm saying yep. like so the like the face to face um, it's really easy to isolate nowadays, mm. but to feel like you are like, oh, these are my people, but it's real easy to isolate. And mm. I think that has been like something that has been really hard. Yeah. Probably more so post pandemic too. Like I probably, that probably did a huge number Yeah, because people were able to just kind of hide in their shallows and in their side, excuse me, hide in their silos and hide in, in, in a virtual community. Yeah. Which has its benefits yeah i mean is. goodness like it's amazing that i could be friends with people and talk to them regularly and have some degree of connection that live in other states like that's awesome but to your point there's nothing like that in-person mm -hmm. community and this is a, a broader issue i think of gen zers zoomers and where they are with a church attendance as a whole right and that 18 to 25 there's a huge dip of folks that just kind of check out from church. Yeah. And then they come back in their late 20s when they get married. They tend to come back to church. Um, and so you you would pinpoint it that you think the virtual aspect 
makes it even harder for people to plug into community. Yeah, because can, you can feel like you're connected, but mm -hmm. then you you just turn off that device and nothing else is nothing yeah. else is there. You not you don't have that connection. Yeah. anymore. Yeah. So I agree with that. Like, just, the idea of having a global perspective mm -hmm. wasn't something that I ever thought of when yeah. I was when I was an adolescent mm -hmm. or becoming a teenager mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the the idea of a cell phone and social media I just had to worry about my you know five friends and my the high school I went to mm -hmm. and so I think so many people are walking into what does the world think of me mm. like the what does the whole globe wow. consider me and am yeah. I doing enough to be seen or mm. heard and so yeah. I think there's that I mean, that's such a weight. That's such a burden yeah. that is brand new to a culture that, yes. that I feel called to minister to yeah. and to like let them know that Jesus sees them perfectly as they actually are, mm -hmm. not by yeah. who they are putting in front yeah. of the world. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Yeah. I think that, that I, I love that aspect of it because I think one of the things that young adults grown adults in this season want to have is a safe space to bring the real that reality to mm -hmm. like this reality that i'm projecting out here mm -hmm. is there a place where i can bring the reality of the depression that i'm experiencing the re realities that come along with that weight of mm -hmm. the world mm -hmm. like a safe space to actually bring that process that because so often and so long church is this spot where we look you have to get yourself ready mm. for God to see you mm -hmm. or for God to desire you. I have to fix myself up for, for to be ready for God. Interesting. And it's just like, just how you are, just as you are, mm. God meets you right in that place. Come on. And so that is, I think that's the kind of space that we're trying to create at, at the Jordan. Yeah. That's, that's one of those spaces that we mm. try to, we're a big ministry yeah. and we try to take that bigness. So, you know, we take that bigness and try to make it small and yeah. try to go deep. Yeah. How many uh, attend on uh, average? Like if someone were to pull up Thursday night to North Coast Church to check out the J, how many people would you say is on average Thursday night? Probably 250 to 300. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a lot Thursday. of people. But I feel like sometimes that, that could be enough people where you don't have to walk into a small Bible study and everybody does this and goes, who's the new guy? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's a degree of being able to be a bit ambiguous as you're stepping back into community, I think it's an interesting challenge because I remember the world before social media. Mm. I remember the world really before the internet, but like specifically before social media and before smartphones were a thing. And I sometimes don't understand like the degree of impact that has on people mm. that it's, they're just different challenges. You know, mm. they're just different challenges where I would say, from my vantage point, like I have a real life <clears throat> with real friends and real people that I get to see in, all the time. Yeah. And then I have like this thing on the internet. But for a lot of people, it's inverted. Their thing on the internet is their life. And then there's, oh, I guess like I, like Ruslan keeps saying, like, I should go to church. I, I guess I should like go to church. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so it's like, yeah. it's, it's like inverting it and it's actually very interesting, you know? Yeah. And I'm curious like what, what, what the impacts are going to be on folks long-term, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think church, you know, maybe talent went a long way for a lot of, a lot of communities and like the generations back. But I think truth and transparency is now, is now the thing that which are being, our leaders are being measured by, yeah. you know, like I, I think millennials wanted to know where their eggs come from, mm -hmm. but, now this generation is like, who was the one? Who's the farmer? I want to know his story. I want <laughs> like, give me the eggs, but I want to know if he's if he's on the level. Yeah, so I think <laughs> is he on the level in that context. Yes. we have we have a like a responsibility in ministry to model vulnerability. Yep. Yeah. I think authenticity has become like a buzzword mm. and even a catchphrase mm -hmm. in church and mm -hmm. saying people just want authenticity. It's like, yep. well, if you're not going to if you're not going to model that from the stage, if you're not going to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and actually let people affect you, mm -hmm. I think we can insulate ourselves from the people that we serve, yep. which is which is not community. Yep. That's like talent in a stage. Mm. But community is where you allow yourself to be Mm. impacted by mm -hmm. the people that you're with and yep. that you're yeah. doing community with yeah and to let them know when you're feeling weak and to let them know when when you need help when you need them to be somebody to help carry you yeah. so yeah. i think modeling that creates an environment where people do that yeah you know? yeah how how about dating yeah. in terms of 
you got a bunch of folks that are 18 to 25. Hormones are are on blast. Many of them aren't in financial situations to get married. Yeah. And then they're like, all show up to the J and they're like, oh, there's some pretty girls here. Cracking. You know what I mean? <laughs> how, is, how has it been na- navigating that aspect of it, like as ministry leaders? For me, the, the conversations, because I have had young men that are like, af- after, after a sermon, they walk up to me and be like, you know, the Lord just got my heart because I've been wanting, I've really wanted a girlfriend mm-hmm. in this season. So it's been interesting kind of having the opportunity to refocus people on Jesus mm. as the source of their help. Yeah. You know, as the source mm. of their hope. Yeah. Um, in their dating life. Yeah. Like making Jesus that practical. Yes. Like, <laughs> like he is available in your singleness. Yep. Um, and discovering him more and more in your singleness. So that's that's been a fun little journey that I've had the opportunity to talk to some of the young men with. It's just redirecting them to Christ yeah. And, yeah. and the reality of Christ where they are and not shaming what they're feeling. Like not making them feel ashamed for like, being like, okay, <laughs> hey, look, okay they worshiping over there. Hey, yeah. you yeah. know, not feeling ashamed, but also understanding and knowing like, like, yeah, Jesus is available in the midst of that. Mm. You know, that's been a, that's been huge. Yeah, yeah. That's been I think huge. The, like the caveat of wolves, like come in and, and seeking oh, yeah. to destroy. Oh you yeah. Know, oh yeah. Like that. You know, cast cast those out. Find those guys an exit plan. Yeah. But let them know Jesus loves them on their way out. <laughs> Get up out of here <laughs> if they're there just to destroy. But yeah. I think like that idea of um, like where are people meeting people? Yeah. Are they are they meeting them through apps? Are they yep. meeting them in bars? Are they yep. meeting them at church? Yep. Like come on. That that common that common language yes. of what of what happened at church. Like yes. what did the guy talk about? Yes. What you know, yeah. and so I think there's something very, very special about meeting yeah. a spouse at at a religious environment, you know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's good. Guys, we're gonna continue this conversation first. I gotta show you something interesting. Hey, you wanna see something crazy? Over 50% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. And out of the people that are subscribed, less than 10% actually have their bell notification on. So do me a solid. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure the bell notification is turned on so you don't miss anything we got going here. All right? Peace. Smash that like button as well. I am here with uh, Pastor Damien Easter and Pofer, Pastor Andrew Pofer. We call you Pastor and Pandra Fofer as well, right? Pastor, 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 Pastor. Can I call Pope. you Batman? You can't. No, <laughs> you can't. You cannot call me Batman. Uh, have you guys ever dealt with folks uh, serving together or just in at the J? Uh, which, to your point, great place to meet someone, right? Yeah. If you're not meeting somebody on Tinder, you're not. And I know, uh, I know quite a few people that have met at the Jordan and got married. So shout out to you know the Jordan. But where it sometimes gets weird, where someone's like telling someone that like God told them that they were their girlfriend or God told them they were supposed to date and and how do you navigate that it takes two to tango is he telling both parties exactly the lord <laughs> speaks to the lord speaking to you he ain't spoke to me yet i mean like that's real right there yeah <laughs> that is real right there i think a, a reality of community is we, I don't want to paint this picture of community as like, hey, it's just going to be amazing. You're yeah. going to be blessed the whole time. Yep. Community's ugly. Yep. Like there's opportunity to really grow in community yep. and be blessed in community. But my goodness, when you're vulnerable in community, you can really be hurt in mm-hmm. community. Mm. That's the reality of community. Mm-hmm. Jesus had 12 that rocked with him, one betrayed him. Mm-hmm. Like that's the reality of community. Yeah. It could be the greatest place to build you up, greatest place that that can also tear you down. Yeah. But it's valuable and yeah. it is absolutely important. Yeah. And that's it's in community where I've learned to hear the voice of God, to yeah. discern God's yeah. voice more as I'm reading the scriptures and then going and hearing what's God speaking to my friend. Yeah. So like I, I would say with that situation where it's like the Lord told me and you they're like you we meant to be, girl. It's mm-hmm. destiny. I mean, okay, where's that in the word? Mm. Like, let's go back to the other way, to the to the main way yeah. God's speaking to people. Yeah. You know, so like that accountability yeah. in community yeah. is a beautiful thing. So what does that practically look like, though, with regards to folks dating each other or maybe folks that are serving and leadership dating each other and dating versus courting and all, all that, that, that whole like conversation within leading young adults, which is, again, a tough, a, a, a tough demographic. Yeah. I will say accountability. 
Accountability they, to who though? To the leaders. Okay. To to leaders that like, I've I've had people come to me and talk to me, and they're honest and open with me, and mm -hmm. they're like, "We're doing this. We're dating here," mm -hmm. and that just that's just another level of maturity, mm -hmm. first and foremost, and um and and just as I'll I'll say this from a guy's guy's perspective, from just my wife, mm -hmm. my my wife is she's a woman of God. Mm -hmm. Loves the Lord, yeah. like kicks devil butt. She wants me to lead our family. She mm -hmm. wants a man that can lead. Amen. And um and lead in the ways of God first. Okay. And and I think for a young man to get men around them, people mm -hmm. that they can talk to around them, yeah. that's leadership that builds trust that then helps on that wedding night hallelujah mm. as you grow remember we talked about it earlier <laughs> we talked about it earlier as you grow in your relationship that type of trust yeah. um is built and i i love that because that's something that is straight from my wife mm -hmm. she wants to see me lead us to the feet of jesus mm -hmm. and practically speaking it's being accountable to other men that are going to keep, keep me accountable that's good if that makes sense yeah no yeah. that does so 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 not just, hey, this is a fly meat market where you can meet someone, but like, hey, come get accountable here. Mm, yes. Develop yourself, become someone that is a is is like physically, not just physically attractive, but like spiritually someone that wants to be in a relationship with, yes. someone of the opposite sex wants to be in a relationship. And and in that process, like you, you this would be a great place for you to potentially meet someone. Yes. So, you know, we've all gotten pretty good at like privatizing certain parts of our life from each other, you know, yep. like uh, VPN, NordVPN, people high in, high in IP addresses, mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. you know, everybody knows how to, how to hide mm -hmm. in a, in a mm. maybe more creative way than, than, you know, we could get away with more stuff back in the day. Mm -hmm. But I think there's this, there's this idea and concept about vulnerability being attractive mm -hmm. when you encounter the living god when you see who jesus Whoa. is mm -hmm. we see how he loved the marginalized how he caught the dishonest and lies mm -hmm. and how he corrected the religious corrected those who were putting up fronts and uplifted those who were broken yeah. and mm -hmm. came to him as they were yeah. and so when you when you encounter that jesus you know and i feel like that's our job to like just shine a light on jesus mm -hmm. and and who he is and who the gospel tell yep of who Jesus is, then there, there's something undeniable that happens. Yeah. Yeah. When that transformation begins, then accountability is becomes second nature. Oh, that's good. You know, and so I think demanding accountability without having any kind of transformation mm -hmm. is, is backwards. Yeah, that's you know? good. That's good. Uh, I have a theory yeah. about why so many young adults aren't engaged in church. And by young adults, I'm specifically talking 18 to 25. Obviously, there's the reality of them being sent off to colleges. Sometimes they leave for school, new friends group, yada, 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 right? But oftentimes, what, and this is just a hypothesis, so I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it. They are often the least likely to contribute financially because they're in this weird in-between mm high school but not in a career phase and so not all churches but many churches mm -hmm. just don't prioritize a hey let's do a young adults ministry where we have a couple full-time employees dedicated that will make sure that there's solid theological teaching that there's good worship that there's leadership right and so then a lot of folks will fall through the cracks they'll they'll, they'll just not be engaged and so they'll go out and they'll say well i'd rather just Go join a fraternity. I'd rather just get my community elsewhere. Do you guys think that that's a that's a, that's a, a reasonable hypothesis on why sometimes young adults yeah. aren't engaged? So, I I don't live in a vacuum. I know that North Coast Church and and the Jordan Young Adult Community is a unique story. Right. You know, yeah. like it's it's bizarre <laughs> to have a, a young adult ministry. You know, we're almost in Bonzel. You know, we're mm -hmm. in Vista. Mm -hmm. You know, not necessarily known as yep. a college town. Yep. There are surrounding colleges and, you know, we, we love the ministry that we get to do in that kind of aspect, you mm -hmm. know, but this, this is because I think our church has, has resourced it, has mm -hmm. put energy into it. Yes. You yes. know, our, our teaching pastor and our, and our lead pastor for a young adult ministry teaches on the weekend. Mm -hmm. He's just not in the midweeks, mm -hmm. you know, he, you know, and we've got full worship teams. We've got 
the the tech ministry yeah. everything is everything is rocking and rolling yep. as if it were a service on the weekend yep. Yep. Yeah. and so it really seems like there's been fruit from that investment into young adults mm. believing yep. that 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 dark spot in mm. the uh, trends inside of church yeah. ministry where it's like, oh, this is when, when they fall away and then they'll get kids, they'll get pregnant at 30 and figure, yeah. like, somebody yeah. help me raise my kids. Yep. you know. And so I love that our church, that gap has been yeah. narrowed. Yeah, mm. And I would say it's felt culturally here. Mm. And this is what I mean. Like mm. I think around here, specifically Vista, Oceanside, San Marcos, I think because of the the, the touch that, that Jay has done for, for, for a decade plus yeah. now, there's a lot of people that aren't checked out from their faith from 18 to mm. 25, that they're mm. still engaged in their faith. And a lot of them avoid many of the pitfalls yeah. that they go through if they were to just check out and go in the world for a season, right? Go take their sabbatical from the church, go in the world, yeah. while out. And those are formative years, mm. you know? And so I think the fact that, that that's happening, I always point out that I know, um, I know probably at least 100 couples that were married between the ages of 18 and 28 that loved Jesus. Many of them were virgins and celibate and pure, and they've built amazing lives together. And, yeah. and, and I think that a, ham, a good handful of those came out of the J, Come you on. know, came out of the J and, or where uh, proximity impacted, like by, in terms of the, 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 the ethos of this region is mm. just different. Like if you go to LA, I'm sure there's communities and stuff like that, but it's just different. You know, I have a, Side note: I have a. I call them L.A. Christians. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like they're kind of saved. They got you know saved. Not like, all it's the like, way. It's like Jesus light. You know, but 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 in 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 this context, like you meet a lot of young people that love Jesus, that are that are that are waging war on their sin, that are that, that are living God's ways, and are getting married and enjoying building lives together. You mm. know, and it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and I'm not I'm not saying that as a way to say. Um, marriage and family has to be the apex of your life as a Christian. Yeah. Not saying that. I am saying that most of you fools are horny and most of you do <laughs> want to get married. You just Real don't tight. have the community and the access yeah. Yeah. to meet someone that has the same values and or to provide and be in a financial situation to yeah. do that. You know what I mean? A, a blessing to Ruslan has been the, there's so many, there, there's an older generation at North Coast that pours into mm. this next generation. That's good. Like, like, like Pope was saying, like, but we, like with our life groups, you, you, we, we have older people that are like, we want to lead young adult life groups, mm -hmm. this next. And so you have young adults that are going into a house. You, you have young adults that may be broken family, but now they're going into a volunteer. They, they volunteered, this couple volunteered yes. to, now they're that example yep. of, yep. Wow, this is what a marriage looks like. This yeah. is what this this is what this can be. Yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. that's that's been a beautiful thing like like that that reaching back mm -hmm. that the generation mm -hmm. yeah. has done and that's something that I've noticed in my time um at at North Coast with the Jordan is like there's just this gener it's just man it's bananas. It's just this generational like like caring for mm. each other yeah it's really dope i think we have it's a really pretty dope. large serving culture as well mm. like you know we've got nine plus campuses mm -hmm. and so all those campuses have young adult you know crews that help minister to the high school and junior high ministries wow. and so there's yeah. so many opportunities to yeah. get involved and that kind of involvement that kind of invitation to community yep. is also an invitation to accountability yep. Yep. and so like when you're in when you're in a weekly basis being seen by the same leader mm. in those you know, in the Fallbrook High School youth group, mm -hmm. you know, we 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 trust that that kind of sharpening that happens on a smaller scale yeah. is impacting the whole. Yeah. And so I I love that we get to partner with all those different the youth groups. Yes. You know, the Jordan is a little bit of a talent farm for people who want to serve in the name of Jesus, the gospel. You know, and yeah. so that to me is something that is very special about how the 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 way that the tendrils of yes, the Jordan yeah. young adult ministry yep. impacts the whole and yeah. and it goes down and it goes up and yep. so it's you know it's also a little bit of our test kitchen yeah. where we can try new ideas <laughs> try, yeah. try new things is this going to work <laughs> so let me let me bounce this off of you guys okay. a couple hundred years ago if you were 18 to 25 you were probably married working on a farm nearly dead <laughs> nearly dead well not I don't know if it was that early but <laughs> But you were probably married, working on a farm, starting a family, right? And I would say this is 
been that way for most of history, right? Like, I don't know if this whole, like, average age that people get married in America is 28, mm. right? Which is kind of crazy to think about it, right? Yeah. Now, I do think there's there's wisdom to saying, hey, finish high school, get a full-time job, finish college, maybe wait until you're 25 till your, your brain's fully developed, right? But there was a lot of these situations where, you know, marriages were arranged, and it's still like that in a lot of parts of the world with seemingly lower divorce rates. And I say seemingly because we don't know the cultural implications of divorce in places where there's arranged marriages. Yeah. <clears throat> but it seems like here, post-industrial revolution, post let's get kids into school, 18, you know, so, 18, you know, so they're 18, and then send them, ship them off to college, and then rack them up with a bunch of student loan debt and create worker bees that, that don't really think critically. You know, uh, we don't, uh, I think it was Henry Ford that said, like, I don't want a generation of, of thinkers, I want a generation of workers, you know, and, and how our entire system has kind of been built to like, yeah. we need just cogs in a wheel, you know? Mm. And how how much of that has, again, pushed out this like adolescence phase where, mm. you know, a hundred years ago, like eight, you were 18, you were, you were a man, like you were, you were a grown man. Yeah. And now you could be 28 living in your grandma's basement. No driver's license. No driver's license. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool. Like it's not, you know, you be gaming 30 hours a week, you know? And and it's and it's all fine. And again, and I'm saying like if that's what people want and that's their north star, no judgment. Dope, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But that's not what y'all want. That's not what you guys keep telling me you want. That's not what I'm hearing people want, right? And so it seems like there's this there's this generational weird things that, that that's happening that's very unique and it's and it's getting worse like it's getting worse and worse and what happens is these kids graduate college they got 20 30 40 50 grand in student loan debt mm. which by the way is never going away you mm. got to pay that off or you're just going to pay it forever yeah. right um they got a car note and then they're like oh man i gotta go get a job and your first job is not gonna be a great job and they live in southern california Sheesh. right yeah. It's like the deck's stacked against them in many ways, you know. And 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 how do how do how do we address that? Like, I know I'm asking you guys. Like, these some of these are like macroeconomic <laughs> we'll, we'll issues. Solve it. Some of these are like they're so <laughs> um, they're so embedded into the zeitgeist right. of our culture. But like, yeah. what do you guys make of all of this? Because it, it just it's just different. It's just different than I hot take than I think we were biologically wired to be. Mm. I don't think we were biologically wired to like be celibate until we were thirty. Mm. and like yay you like i don't know like like uh, again you can feel free to push back what do you guys think about that oh man fix it fix it these are all the world's, <laughs> all the world's problems yeah. i mean electricity he like you brought up henry ford you know the idea mm -hmm. of of uh the compulsion to be productive mm -hmm. you know what what do we see in the book of acts you know they're busy walking around telling people about jesus healing the sick mm -hmm. you know they were productive and effective mm -hmm. And so I think like where where are we putting our energy? Mm -hmm. Like how much time in our day has been wasted? Mm -hmm. You know, and are we good at the thing we want to be good at, or are we good at like scrolling and looking at our phones? I mean, I'm mm -hmm. a pro. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm really good. Really good. At, at like yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're a master I, of how to use Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think like when we maybe instead of answering that question, yeah. you know, answering the big question of what went wrong, it's yeah. like how is it? For me as an individual, what are areas where I know I'm not as productive and as effective as I possibly could be? Mm -hmm. And especially as a Christian, am I effective in, in the kingdom? Am I yeah. making choices right now mm -hmm. that are pushing the gospel forward? And am I in my representation of that? Or am I just investing into some, something that's destructive for that's me? That's good. And yeah. so I think like to answer that question as an individual is like... Um, you know, Lord sin revival start with me. Mm, like that idea of, of uh, being compelled yeah. by the power of the gospel, being compelled oh, by yeah. the grace that has been shown. Yeah. How oh, can yeah. I be more effective? Yeah. And that there's no waste to that. Yep. You know, there's, yeah. and, and I believe financially it's a difficult time to, to exist, yeah. you know, and oh, as, okay. a, as a person that, you know, the dollar doesn't do what it used to. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how to fix that, mm -hmm. but I know what, what it looks like to be a Christian. Yeah. I know what it looks like to be a disciple because I do have those, those answers. Yeah. I have those, you know, I've, I have commands as well as calls that are on my life. Yeah. And when I do those, I know I'm effective. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's good. So I, I'm not, you know, an economist, Yeah. but I'm a Christian. Yeah. yeah. 
It's good. What do you think? And man, okay, so I, I don't want to like be super spiritual, y'all, but goodness gracious, like everything has changed. Everything does change. Christ is unchanging. Come on. So it's like it's it's you say we 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 weren't wired to be this way. Mm -hmm. So now it's reintroducing people creation to the one that we were designed to walk hand in hand in the breeze of the garden. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Like reconnecting there. Productivity right? like, and rest yeah, together. Like yep. it's just different. It's like reintroducing people to a Jesus, to a gospel in the scriptures mm -hmm. of a God who, when we made a mistake, he was pursuing us. Yeah. Like in, and letting them know that that's a real God that meets us in these real places mm -hmm. that we that are overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It is overwhelming to think about finances. I got four kids, 17, 16, 13, uh, 10. I don't, all I got, I'm like, Lord, look, I got a little bit of savings and yeah. Jesus. <laughs> got a little bit of savings yeah. and Jesus. Yeah. But I mean, just... I think that's so important in this in this time is mm -hmm. to reintroduce people to the Christ of the scriptures that that says if you're weary if you're heavy laden come to me and I'll give you grace I'll mm -hmm. give you my peace mm -hmm. like introducing him showing him that god yeah. you know like yeah. that not to get super but my goodness people need to know Jesus yeah. they they need to know yeah. who, their, their, their creator yeah. I, that's yeah yeah no I, I hear you, you know what I and mean? I would agree yeah but let me push back a little bit yeah please get him I <laughs> I knew Jesus yeah I made yeah. terrible decisions me too I started cleaning up my life I would go out and travel and meet people that love Jesus. They knew all the five points of Calvinism. Mm. They they love the ESV standard version. They were super spiritual. Some of them were casting out demons. They were doing mm. amazing things. And then we would have conversations, and I'm the guy that always, anything I do, I'm always hanging around. I'm always sticking around. I'm always meeting every single person, right? Yeah. I'm sticking around and meeting people, and I'm like, you guys know Jesus. You love Jesus. You, you proclaim Jesus. But when it comes to your day-to-day -day life, mm. you're a mess, you're a freaking mess. You haven't dealt with your issues. Yeah. You're financially a complete derelict. You're you and you're inadvertently adding tension and stress to your family, your marriage, yourself, your body, and 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 in the name of Jesus. Yeah, that's a real talk. You know what I mean? Like in the yeah. name of Jesus. And so it's like, I I think there's and I don't know if it's like this Gnostic heresy that's crept into some of our thinking where like you can compartmentalize your Jesus and think that your Jesus doesn't have to impact how you lead your day-to-day -day life, yeah. you know? And that's the tension that I'm like, as I go out and I meet people, I'm like, like, is it wild for me to think that like Christians shouldn't be just average Joes? You know what I mean? Like yeah. we claim to have an encounter with the living God, yet oftentimes our lives doesn't don't look much different than the world's, you know? Yeah. And so like- how, I think how it do, can become an idol- in itself, ministry can become yeah. idolatry. Yeah, yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. How do we reconcile that? Like, how do we reconcile the idea that, uh, like, there's a whole book called Proverbs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. very practical <laughs> and about the these about these things, you know. And yet, there's a there still st tends to be this disconnect and this compartmentalization in church culture. Yeah, you know. Uh, but part of that for me in like my time with the Lord has been this idea of, of invitation mm -hmm. and challenge. Mm -hmm. So it's like Jesus is an inviter. He come follow me. That's good. Um, but you're going to have to leave some things behind. Mm -hmm. And it's the, the idea of like, okay, what does it, what does it look like to follow Jesus, but also the challenge of denying myself and like, like maybe even highlighting that, like there is some, there's some denying, there's some mm -hmm. death to self that has yeah. to happen. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Like yeah. Jesus is, it's easy to say, Jesus, you are my savior. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But is he the Lord of your life? Come on. That's where it's like, <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah, like good. it's easy to say you die for me. I receive that, but you can't, you can't have control over this <laughs> yeah. and that and that. Yeah. So it's that, that, that constant, I know for myself, just, just for myself, it's the constant, 
um, exercise of dang, where is he not Lord? Mm. And and real talk, when you get married, you realize I have realized how selfish I am mm. <laughs> since I have been married. How self centered I am. Yeah. How I think about myself. Um, but I have also seen the opportunity to be so much more like Christ mm. to my wife. Yep. And look, she might be looking at this right now, baby. Uh, I suck sometimes. <laughs> you know it. I know it. But hallelujah, we're going after Jesus together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's know, good. That yeah. So for me, like, just my citizenship is in heaven. That doesn't mean my character isn't under construction. Come on, you know. Man. So like that, that idea good. is, I belong. I belong to Jesus. I yep. belong to the family of yep. God. Yep. But sometimes I don't act right. Yeah. And so, but that doesn't change my identity. That doesn't change my citizenship in that story. That's good. And so I think, like, I think we're in community. We understand that. We give each other that permission, you yeah. know, like just with my kids, you yep. know, <laughs> they yep. don't, they don't lose privileges of, of the beds in the house that I provided for them yep. if they don't pick up. If after they don't them, obey. You know? So <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, no, I, I, I try to instruct them, try to lead them towards making those decisions, yeah. but it doesn't change the, who they are to me. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, do you guys think there's unique challenges that men are facing in this climate? We were talking a little offline about Andrew Tate and and you have young boys, uh, ten to seventeen, right? Yeah. Um, what do you think some of the challenges young men are facing that that maybe are unique to this generation? Hmm. Um, just the they're on display a lot, you know. Just as far as with social media, and there's so many opinions on what a man looks like, mm -hmm. so readily available. Um, I know some challenges that I have with my teenagers right now that I'll just I'll just talk about challenges that I, I, I've had um, is being honest and emotionally vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, it's not manly to cry. It's not manly to process my emotions, but it's manly to hit something, to throw something, to break something, mm. um, which is actually very emotional yeah, right <laughs> right you like, can't you can't use your words come but on you can slam doors yeah it's, it's goodness gracious you're more emotional but yeah, yeah you you scary emotional <laughs> yep, right now yep, yep and that that's been that that's been what i've had to learn yep. you know through different avenues like therapy and different yes. things like that yes um but also like i'm trying to teach my sons that Mm. Like, it's okay to be vulnerable, guys. Mm -hmm. It's okay as a man to be scared mm -hmm. and 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 to work through verbiage for your emotions. Yeah. Like helping them with that has yeah. been um has been challenging. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's been a big challenge. I think go go ahead. So, I mean, so I, I sing and lead worship. So I don't necessarily have like the access to the masculinity that maybe <laughs> mo most men have grown up. I've been I've been leading worship, you know, and and with David as you know, not a total model because he, uh, you know, the yeah. king King David mm -hmm. wasn't just a poet and king; he was also a murderer and uh, you know, and uh, lusted after women. And so mm -hmm. like that, you know, he wasn't my perfect role model, but yeah. he was somebody that I saw. It's like, yeah. well, you can you can write and sing songs. And charge forward in battle, yeah, yeah. you know, like so that, worship and yeah. warrior. Amen. So that the idea of that being a part of the package of what it looks like as a, as a Christian male, it's yeah. like, eh, sign me up. That that's in the whole thing. Yeah. I want to do all of that. Yeah, I think the tension that you're describing, my the way my wife would has she gave me this and it was really good, hmm. and she said there's a difference between being vulnerable and being intimate, and she said when when I'm making content, it's okay to be vulnerable. But being intimate is sharing about things that you might be going through in real time. Mm -hmm. And being intimate is reserved for a very specific selective group of people. And so I don't come good. on here, I don't come on here and tell them about the fight I may have had with my wife, which me and my wife don't really fight like that. But that's that's a very intimate thing. I'm processing. I have a therapist for that. I got real people in my real life for for those sorts of things, and it's a very it's a very close thing where yeah. I could be vulnerable and be like, guys, you know, I have these issues and uh, with with regards to the church because I was molested as a kid and yada yada yada, and I could be vulnerable and show my scars, but I'm not uh I'm I'm not being intimate, you know. And mm -hmm. I think I think that the the tension there lies is I think with young men sometimes not all the time, but sometimes they're told to be intimate, mm -hmm. right? They're told to be intimate mm -hmm. and they, they don't know how to practice stoicism 
because mm-hmm. the truth is you're not supposed to be intimate with everyone. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? You're supposed to be vulnerable, be transparent. I, this is who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. Yeah. I have issues that God's working on me. This is where I'm at. But I'm not going to be intimate with everybody because yeah. the intimacy that your boys should have with you or my, my, my son should have with me is, is reserved for a very specific tight-knit and in those senses, learn how to use your words. Don't yeah. be slamming doors. Don't be throwing stuff. Don't be throwing tantrums. You're, yeah. you're, you need to work through that. Yet, uh, I don't want him to be intimate with everybody. I don't want him to be vulnerable with everybody. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want him to be intimate, intimate. with everyone. Yeah. You know, so it's like this tension of, 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 of helping men be the worshiper and the warrior. Come right? On. There were times where Come David on. was a warrior and he wasn't playing the harp. Right. Come on. <laughs> right? Come he on. was waging war yeah. on the enemies. Yeah. Right? And there was no time for reflection and thought and like, how does this make me feel? Like there was a time. And yeah. then there were times where he slowed down and Saul had the spirit that was demonizing him and, and, and David would come and play, play the harp right. and soothe the spirit. Right? So I think it's like that tension of and both. And and I and I think men should be more worshiping, right? Like I always roast guys who are like uh, they don't want to like wor- res- uh, raise their hands and worship, but like they wear jerseys right. of their fo- favorite football player with with another man's last name on their back, uh, and funny. they get really excited about the NBA finals. But like you don't want to lift your hands during worship, Jesus, like that's yeah. backwards, bro. Like you're a freaking weirdo. Like, like what are you doing? Jesus was crying in a garden, right? Come on, you know, like Jesus wept. Like there is a time and a place, and so it's like if Real you're talk. if you're so disconnected from being vulnerable in the presence of God, like what what are we talking about, right? So I think it's like how, how and when to yeah. channel that vulnerability versus how and when do you need to be stoic? Because yeah. I think it does not serve men well to be uh, vulnerable in the wrong situations and stoic in the wrong. Men are stoic in worship and vulnerable with their buddies that they just met. Yeah, You know, vulnerable with the girl they just met that they think is their therapist that they're going to stay on the phone with until three in the Come morning on. and not talk to their father or their uncle or their brother. Yeah, you I know? think that idea of like, for, so we've good. not been given a spirit of timidity, but self-control. Come on. Like that that idea of like, it's you, you ought to be in control, yep. you know, not stuff down, not yes. not uh, not insulate yourself yes. from things, but yes. to to hold things in a measured reaction yes. yeah. and take it to the Lord. And in the community, I love what you're talking about with the, the community, like your circle of trust, yeah. the yeah. people that can be let in right. to your character as it's yes. being chiseled yes. and turned turn into, yes. you know. A fine specimen of what a Christian male should look like. Oh, I, I love that word chiseled, man. That's yeah. a that's a word my therapist uses all the time. Mm. He talks about imagine someone chiseling a statue, yeah. Yeah. and it's starting with just just a, a piece of concrete, and and that is what God is trying to do to you. He's trying through the process of the Holy Spirit and sanctification. Oh, he's trying to chisel you into the man that he wants you to be. Yeah. Oh, and chiseling good. is is work, man. Yeah. That's not easy. Yeah. You know, chiseling chiseling yourself you know into into who god wants you to be go ahead what do you, what do you no i i you look like you was gonna cut me off so. no i just I, I love that that idea of being chiseled in with with my with my sons has been a journey of creating those spaces mm-hmm. for them to to feel safe with their feelings yep. that's been ah oh, that's been hard but then it, it, it for for me it's been trying to figure out what as having a teenager what's the where do i land in their life now because when when they're little it's it's like they need you you know that Mm -hmm. but then they get older and it's like where does my voice land Mm. in this world in their world and what i'm finding family is that like it's been a blessing to persevere as a dad Mm. to persevere through all of the noise in here about them mm-hmm. and 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 just persevere through it and speak to them. Yeah. Let them see parts of me that I may be ashamed of or I may be struggling with and let them know that it's okay. And I'm finding like that voice, mm-hmm. it, 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 it trumps everything else. Yeah. And that's bananas to me. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's been some of the newest, like real time stuff that I've experienced um, in creating these vulnerable spaces with with my son, and I, I, I'll say this too, Ruthline, you've been you've been a, you you've been key into in some of this. Mm. I've been sending my my oldest son your videos, man, and oh, it's been like seriously, and it has been a gift and yeah. a blessing to see him watching your videos and your take on all of these. Yeah, all these things. Yeah, because I, I just think like, man, they're gonna get this stuff yeah. from yeah. the Andrew Tates, the Fresh and Fits. Like there is. 
There is content that is made that is going to, I think, distort men's perception Come of on. reality. And if we as Christians and Christian men don't get ahead of that yeah. and don't speak into that and don't correct some of that, I don't think it's going to yeah. be good. Well, I you think, know? you know, there's yeah. lots of voices appealing mm -hmm. to the human nature, yes. which is, you know, above all wicked and yep. it's, it's, it's a deceit. Yep. And so I think in those things, it'll eventually lead to destruction. And so I love that there are voices, you know, from my, from that are, that are, you know, saying the truth yeah. that don't appeal to our human nature, but rather the God's call upon our life, yeah. the God nature that we yeah, have man. been designed yeah. for. Yeah. Um, you know, for my my family, I want my house to be a safe place because the world is wild. I want them to feel like this is home. This is safe. Yeah. Here you are, <laughs> yeah. Olive Garden. Here your family. You know, like. <laughs> <That's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so interesting. So you, said, you said you said I want my house and my my home to be a safe space. And what's happening in the world? Your house is not a safe space. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep information from parents that are, that have their kids in public schools. And we're going to make the world a safe space. Yeah. And we're going to make your house something that, you, you know, yeah. you're, you're not even entitled to know what your kids are doing now. Yeah. These are like real laws that are getting yeah. passed. Like Escondido School District, there's teachers at the Escondido School District that are suing the school district because they were told that when it comes to people's identity with regards to LGTV, that's, I use code language here, uh, <laughs> they, are, they are told to lie to mm. the parents about kids' orientation. This is middle school. Mm. So so, so the, the, the public square, the school, is now the safe space, but the home is now removed and detached yeah. and kept out of that conversation with kids. So it's totally yeah. inverted. That's what yeah. the enemy does. Yeah. He takes it perverts and he perverts it, it. Yep. And, he, and he inverts it. And it's so, so sad. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's why this is important, right? Like there should be a, a, a time and a place where people can be vulnerable and it's probably going to be much better suited within a healthy, stable family or at the very least some sort of church community say they don't have a healthy mm -hmm. father in their life or a healthy mother in their life or that, that new nuclear family. There has to be that. And a lot of times, it, for me, it was the church. Like I didn't Same. have, I didn't have a home. Like I, I mean, I didn't have like my dad was in my life my mom was checked out she was working a lot so for me it became the small group yeah. that i could be vulnerable at you know it, be, it became mm -hmm. that um and so it's interesting how that how you you said that and we're seeing the total opposite yeah. of that and there's lawsuits right now because of that you know it's yeah. it's it's i've never seen a time like this before where like parents aren't entitled to know what's mm -hmm. going on with their kids that's wild you yeah know? i think you know that government will step in if the parents are, are you know, haven't earned that space, you know, because that law might be there. Yep. But if my kids don't feel like they can bring that stuff to me, yep. like, what did I, where did I go wrong at some point yep. in this relationship? Yep. It's yeah. like, you gotta, it's okay to fail with me. Yep. It's okay to be honest with me, you know, help, help me be that to you. Yep. Help me be a safe spot. And so, yeah. I mean, you know, my, my daughter just turned 10 and like, I want I want to be the first call mm. that she thinks of when she needs help. Come on. When she when she feels trapped or she feels like the walls are closing in, yep. I want to I want to be the one that rescues her from that, you that's know. Good. So yeah. like for me that that's a joy to be that access point for her. Yeah. Oh. That's dope. Question. What is one question about their faith or living out their faith or the Bible you're hearing a lot from young adults recently? That's a good question. What is one question you're hearing from young adults about the Bible, their faith, or living out their faith? Ah, sheesh. Um, <laughs> what do I do next? Mm, that's good. I think it's like a question of that's like good. identity being wrapped up in the in how productive you are yeah. of what your productivity is to the you know society around you. And mm -hmm. So I think that question is is like hot on the mind a lot what, of people. What do I do next? Yeah, what do I do next? Okay. Yeah. That's good. And did I miss it? Mm. Like like have I have I missed it? Is it a place cuz in their in their mind they missed it. Mm. Like they should be at a particular place in life by now. Mm -hmm. But like helping to just reframe that has been has been good, but that's a big thing is did did I miss it? Did I miss God or I thought I heard God say this and this is happening like did I miss God? Mm. That's a, that. Those are some. That's a. That's a big thing. What do I do next? And did I miss it? Did I miss it? So, mm. <clears throat> funny story. I spoke at your guys' singles conference. Yep. Yeah. Right. And uh, which was a hoot. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put you guys on blast a little okay. bit, but it's okay because you rewarded me with sushi. 
uh, <laughs> you guys hosted a conference. You had me out, and you told me to speak on um, sexual singleness and your sexuality, right? He's just and a I'm like, softball. Just an easy thing. Softball, I'm like, bro. why did they easy. give me this topic? Easy. <laughs> why did they give me this topic, right? <laughs> now, I put together a talk. I put together a talk, and you guys didn't tell me that I was supposed to do the same talk twice. And so That's real. I finished the talk, <laughs> I'm and uh, I'm thinking we're done. Like I'm like, oh, Pulver's going to come up here, do some worship. We're done. And so I'm doing q and I'm hanging out. And then uh, I am, I'm, I'm there. And then there's more people showing up. My group is still here. There's more people showing up. So then Pofo runs up to me and he's like, hey, man, uh, just so you know, like these folks came to hang out with you too. And I was like, cool. Like there must be a lot of Ruslan YouTube watchers. They just came to hang out with me. So I just start like, oh, you guys want to do some Q&A? Awesome. Like I'm thinking everybody's here. You guys want to do some Q&A? You guys want to hang out? At this point, I think I had 45 minutes to do the talk. At this point, like it's time is just slipping. And it's like... 30 minutes left, 25 minutes left. And then at some point, I'm like, do you guys want to do a Q&A with me? Or like, <laughs> do you do you want me to give the talk I just gave? And they're like, oh. <laughs> we all know. I said, you know, raise your hand if you want to do the talk. So, so they all raise their hand and do the same talk again. Long story short, um, you guys didn't tell me I was supposed to do two diff- the same talk twice. That's I didn't real. know that. There was two sessions. <laughs> That's our bad. And I thought we were done. That's our bad. We're getting better. But... Here's the beautiful part is that that talk is is the talk that I've been able to repackage and re, and, and add to Come on. that I've since been able to do at Harvest's Young Adults, mm. Greg Laurie's Young Adults Ministry. I've been able to do, uh, I'm, I'm doing it at Daniel Golding's Young Adult Ministry in uh, Rock Point. Yeah. I'm doing it on Father's Day and I might be turning it into a book. Come on, man. Hey, so yeah. you got two times at it that night. I got two times at it that night. And, <laughs> and here's the thing. Had I not probably done it the second time, I would not have seen how much of a felt need that is. Yeah. Specifically to what you're talking about. Like, what, like did I miss it and what is next? Yeah. Right? And, 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 and figuring out that like, oh, wait a minute. This is actually a strong like overlap yeah. of where a lot of the zeitgeist is with single people and what do they do and how do they do it and what do they do with their sexuality and all these different things. And, um, and, and the, the, my position of giving the talk from a place of vulnerability and not strength from a place of don't learn from my scars. Don't do what I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So anyway, I wanted to give you guys your flowers because <laughs> Amen, you might've inspired, you might've literally given me the topic of the book hey. I'm going to be putting out. And I was like, I, I wanted to write a book, but I didn't know what I wanted to write mm-hmm. a book about. And like, it, you know that's awesome doing that talk with you guys uh, was actually put me on the <laughs> path right. to have like that talk hey. of like the circuit you that's know what awesome I mean? man. you Just know? look at the lord <laughs> working yeah. all things so, for like, the good with, with that with those questions what do i do next and, yeah. and did i miss it and mm-hmm. like what you're talking about i think the world is so wild right now man it feels like multiple choice but the questions of the cross and the questions of jesus those are true and false yeah and mm. so that that's like the idea of, does Jesus love you? Yeah. True. Does he love you more than you love yourself? True. Does he know everything about you? True. Yeah. And so I think these these ideas that people are struggling with feel so wide and vast. Yeah. But if that identity question isn't answered first, the true or false one, on. it's like, don't, don't keep going on that other stuff. Yeah. Spend time understanding how you're seen by God. It's good. And that... I. That's that's what I tell folks. Yeah. Question, should we be rethinking the also popular gift of singleness? Societal delay of marriage for young hormonal Christians. Uh. <laughs> I think so. That's just that's just that's just my opinion. I think just because uh <clears throat> I just don't think folks are naturally wired. Most people, not all people, but most people, I just don't think they're naturally wired to just be single into their thirties. Yeah, I man. I agree. I I got married young. I was 23, wife 21. And yeah, it was it was it was it marked me wanting to be married marked a desire to pursue Christ mm-hmm. in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um as far as like I I just want to kind of honor him with my life now and this is how I do that. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I do think I do think it it's worth rethinking cuz yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I think it's worth rethinking. 
Yeah, you know, Paul is the famous like non-married Christian that we sure. have in, in the New Testament. And like the, you know, what a purposeful singleness he had. And yeah, like we even have like some of his live commentary inside of the scriptures of what why. It's good to get married, but that's he himself was like, I'm not going to because it's a distraction from the ministry that mm-hmm. I feel like I'm called to. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is like that on purposeness. Yeah. That I mean, that could be a gift to the whole entire church body to mm-hmm. say it's somebody that singularly focused on the purpose of, of Jesus. Cause I mean, it is it's lovely work being married, but it definitely is an all consuming thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think the tough part is that not everybody's Paul. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Like Paul was Paul. But Peter did have a wife. Yeah. And even the idea of priests not being able to get married, that was like a thousand years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ain't that crazy? Like the That's idea wild. in the Catholic Church that it was post the Great Schism of 1050 that they even introduced this doctrine that priests should be should not be married. Right. So that's a big gap. And so, you know, Paul writes about Peter having a wife and traveling with her and some of the other apostles had wives. So um, I think I think uh, I think what you're saying is, is 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 good. And I think some people are definitely called to that. I just go, the majority of these folks want to get married and have sex. <laughs> they try to smash, yes, bro. <laughs> they try to smash. So, yes, I think we should personally, I think we should rethink it. But. Uh, I don't think you should obsess and make marriage an idol either. Yes, yes. Because that's not healthy for the people that aren't yet getting married. Yes. You know? If everything is like the pastor and the wife and the pastor's (laughs) family and that's all the young people are being fed, like that's... How do you honor God in that hard in-between time? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. This is a heavy one. This (laughs) is a heavy one from Jeremy Owen. This is a heavy one. He says, where... Do you go if you're closer to 30 and haven't gotten married and don't want to go to an older group? What community do you fit in? It's heavy. Yeah. I think the follow-up that is, have you tried a community where and you felt like you've been disappointed? Mm. Um. I think I said this earlier while we were talking about young adults in crisis, the idea of our ministry, Mm -hmm. there's opportunity to serve. Mm -hmm. And that is a a great access point into Mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, I'm older than our targeted age group, Mm -hmm. but I serve it Mm -hmm. and I'm encouraged and enriched by it. Mm -hmm. And I am also those people that are younger than me. They're teaching me stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. They're teaching me how to be, generous and kind and open and like you know welcoming where i feel like i was because of my generation removed i was raised to have the answers Mm. and this one's teaching me to listen that's good you know and so i love being a part of a younger community but in our context you can if you are serving it yeah you know and just because you're serving something doesn't mean you can't receive from it Mm. yeah it's good and I, i mean i would just give a little just a little pushback as well in in the the idea of like that older community um and what that looks like cuz some sometimes i think we have a we just have a predetermined thought process about or or as believers like we want to chase that past christian experience mm-hmm. like i was killing it as a 25 year old mm-hmm. or the worship was great here mm-hmm. but i just want i mean i would just encourage you i think jeremy to 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 be brave and step into that next space, um, whatever that may be available at your church, at your at yeah. your community, man. I just want to just encourage you to be brave and step into that space and see what God would do in that space as you go forward and keep trusting Him as you are getting older. Um, yeah, I would just encourage you in that, man. How can they find you if they want to check out the J? Man, the Jordan Young Adults, that's our Instagram. Yep. Um, thejordan.com. You go there. We got events, all that good stuff. If you're in the area, we're in yeah. North County, San Diego, yeah. Vista, California at North Vista Coast California. Church, North Thursday Coast night, 7 30. Um, we, we got something for you. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. If you enjoyed this stream, you want to continue helping us make content like this, keeping us independent, answering only to you. 
Nobody else, never having to take a brand deal and make goofy commercials like these. Consider partnering with us online. Our friends at GenuCell Skincare have exciting news to celebrate in 2023. Using Manscaped during my showers after workout has given me much more confidence. And that's where Mudwater comes in. True Classic has got your back. All thanks to the sponsor of today's video, SayMine.com. Established titles is your opportunity to earn the title of Laird or Lady. Object credit approval rates range from 7.99% APR to 19.99% APR, including 0.50% auto pay discount. If you don't want us to make ads with brands you don't care about, sign up for our online community for as little as $5 a month to keep us independent and ultimately answering to you as our boss. You get all sorts of benefits like daily replays of our after-party streams, exclusive access to our Discord community, and early access to our podcast interviews, all starting for only $5 a month. King Stream Entertainment.